Happy Friday, everybody. Are we on? I'm taking manager's role right now because I am riding solo today for episode 80 of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the, po- the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here we got the stuff, or today I have the stuff, and you can too, if and only if. On a nice Friday, you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So yes, I am riding solo. Manager is off having a leisure time. And uh, yeah, that's why coming in late tonight. Late tonight. So I think that's how it always goes whenever manager is gone. Always always recording at the last minute just in case there's that hope that she will make it but 99% of the time she can't so I guess we shall start off with one of my new uh, basic thoughts monologues uh, whatever whatever we were talking about yesterday uh, whatever's on my mind I take a little notes down and uh oh reading that was that was what we were calling it so i'll give you my reading for the day and today was a very open-minded day so there are three uh like three topics if you choose like the reading that will be in here because i'll talk like a minute or two on it and then we're gonna talk about a book by ben shapiro and the third topic is another vet visit section. So we'll see we'll see how my cats came out. But let's get started with the reading. So here are my notes for today. I think most people today only want to be involved with people who think and act the same as them. I would advise everyone to open their world and realize that not one person in your world or in the entire world are exactly the same as you. There will be something they do, no matter how big or small, either they say or think or even do that differs from you, and that's okay. I, for one, enjoy being around people who are like me, but even more so when we do have differences. That's when we can grow, when we can learn, and also when we could stand up for and defend our own thoughts while acknowledging they have the same right. The basic definition of a conversation is a talk in which news and ideas are exchanged. Everyone involved is not a mind reader, so no one knows what the others are thinking or what they will think about what is said next. Personally, I am so sick of simple conversations turning into confrontations or whether somebody gets triggered or they get a microaggression. Pretty much every word I speak is a risk. Every word you speak is a risk. Every word anybody speaks is a risk. That is how dialogue and freedom of speech and thought work. And that is the reading for today. So, 
without manager, there's no back and forth, so I'll just say, that sounded good. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure once manager hears that, she'll, she'll, uh, give a positive feedback on that. But then again, if she has a difference, that is her, that is her right, and she, she could think what she wants. So, but with that, we will move to, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call a topic two or like, is that a topic? That's like the readings. I don't really want to be topics, but since it's only me today, I feel it has to be a topic, but I'll move on to my next one. It's not going to be too long. I've been reading books by Ben Shapiro for a while now. And, uh, the one that I'm currently on is called the right side of history how reason and moral purpose made the West great. And uh, I think I have two chapters left. And so far, it's, it's, it's very good. It has a very good grounding. And um, yeah, I'm not going to talk in great detail about it just because I'm not fully finished with it. But uh, the main gist, you know, this is part of the, this is part of the flaps is uh, that uh, the West is special. And in the right side of history, Ben Shapiro bravely explains how we have lost sight of the moral purpose that drives each of us to be better and the sacred duty to work together for the greater good. And I think it's a powerful book. I think it's one that it would... It would be helpful for everybody to read it. I think it would bring a lot of understanding about our history and history in general. And uh, and there's a lot of obvious, obviously like philo- philosophical kind of things in this book. I mean, a little too... Um, I would say that's probably one thing I would you know, criticize, like, you need it for this type of book, but, you know, if you're not, it's a lot of names, there's a lot of names and a lot of different thinkers out there, but that proves my point, that you have all these thinkers, and you have all these people, like, you know, giving their thoughts in, and, you know, some go through, some don't go through, some have bad results, some have good results, and I think this is a good book that, showcases all those elements and then also points out the four main points that you need to have the kind of society that we have in America and it's it's one hell of a society it's one hell of a of a world that we have that uh allows people to pursue their happiness in whatever whatever way they see fit, unless obviously it's like criminal or, you know, engaging against somebody else's right or something like that. But I will say one thing in the book is there's a section in the beginning that points out the ingredients for happiness. And I'll just read this first paragraph because it pretty much sums up, you know, the four things that you actually need. Um that make our society and then you know the rest of the book i think i feel is like showcasing around those four those four elements 
alongside the the basic basic uh, the basic rules that those reside like under. But happiness then comprises four elements: individual moral purpose, individual capacity, collective moral purpose, and collective capacity. If we lack one of these elements, the pursuit of happiness becomes impossible. If that pursuit is foreclosed, society crumbles. And that's the uh, that's the one paragraph that I'm going to read from this from this book. But he's he has another book coming out pretty soon, and uh, I think it's I can't remember I can't remember the title. Actually, I'm going to look it up because I don't want to get this wrong. I want to say it's um, destroy the world in three easy steps or something like that, but. Let me just look that up, and I will tell you. Oh, yeah, I almost had it. So it's How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps, and that's the new one that will be coming out, and I'll probably pre-order that book uh, before it comes out. And, uh, yeah, I think... I think uh, it's one of those topics that everybody wants to talk about now. Like everybody, everybody has a thought about our society and how it should work. And I think that this book is a really good foundation on how we got to where we are and pretty much the experimentation throughout history. And I have to say, now we are are very lucky people to be living now under this, you know, in America, I should say. I I think it's, uh, yeah, I I think people are, I think a lot of people take it for granted. And I think if you read this book, I think you'll have a much, uh, you know, a better, a better grasp as to what made America what it is. And let's get back, let's go to the next topic, the final topic. So, the vet visit. As I think the last two days I've been talking about my cats, Chirp and Crack, and uh, fortunately Crack didn't have to go to the vet. Only Chirp did today. And today he was put, you know, under and had some teeth extracted. And he's back. He's, he's, he's asleep. He's laying on a pillow with like a bunch of towels and like on top of it. So he's like kind of propped up like on a very cushion, cushion field kind of bed. And, uh. Yeah, so I think right now things are pretty good. However, I mentioned an eye thing the other day. So, you know, I brought him to the vet for an eye issue that I saw. Which then turned into not much of an issue. And instead the teeth were an issue. And now, after they took out the teeth that they needed to, they had another look at the eye. And I have to 
they advised me to get another opinion because they say that it could possibly be a tumor. So I'm kind of freaked out right now. And if I'm a little jumbled or a little off today, I know I'm off today because I don't have manager with me, but if I'm off with for any other reason, <laughs> it, that is the reason because, you know, you go in for what you think is gonna be a quick fix and it turns out it it could turn out to be one of the like you know a terrible thing something that could have terrible results or it could technically it could still be nothing so i'm trying not to freak out but you know it's human nature to possibly think the worst at times and yeah, so my my mind's been going at like a mile a minute ever since I picked him up. But Chirp has been an expensive boy. He's a big boy. He's an expensive boy. And uh, he's going to be on a bunch of different medications for a little while. But I'm hoping that I could get him into another to see a different specialist about the eye and hope that... Uh, Hope that everything turns out all right. But for right now, he is safely here next to me. And, uh, you know, I'll be spending the, uh, the next few nights in the living room, sleeping with the, with the two cats and staying with them, uh, you know, all through the day and through the night. And, uh, so, um, yeah, while I was there, I had a, I had an observation when I, when I was sitting in the, in the vet reception area, it, uh, it dawned on me that those reception areas are very much like human hospitals. It's, uh. It's pretty, um, like it's never, I I don't think it's ever like, oh yes, like we're going to the vet. It's always, it's always kind of a depressing, uh, solemn kind of time. And you could tell that from whether it's the, you know, the owners. (sighs) That's my cat, crack, crack. Get down. Okay. Sorry. Interruption. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's the same. The, um, the two types of reception areas are very similar, whether it's the humans or the pets. So the humans, the owners are, you know, they have like worried looks because you know they gotta fill out all the paperwork and you know they don't know what the heck is wrong because you know they're not the ones that are injured you know and it's probably something mysterious with their pet and then also there were a bunch of dogs and you know a cat or two in there and you could just tell by their body language and their eyes that they're like terrified to be there and they're just uncomfortable and um 
it's just a very uncomfortable place. So, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's not a place that I really want to go to a bunch of times. I, for one, do not like hospitals. And, uh, after this visit to the vet, I'm not a huge vet fan. Uh, the doctors and all them were great, but it's a very, it's, it's very eye-awakening. Uh, and it was surprisingly very, very sad with all the, with all the pets in there today. Because all of them, you know, they definitely, you know, their, their minds are probably going, like, insane, thinking, like, why am I here? What am I doing here? And, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully everybody that has to go gets fixed up and patched up and, you know, gets well. But, uh, it it was really alarming because this was the first visit for my cats, like, for, for a major, for a major surgery, so, I, I think that that's very odd, I think it would, it also made me think that it would be really cool if we could kind of read pets' minds and kind of communicate with pets, so, I think that it's, I think we're, humans are very special, and we're able to communicate almost on like a different level and we have like a different type of obvious obvious society um and uh you know it would be cool if we could tell what a meow means or a rough means or something like that so if anybody wants to get on that and come up with some type of translator or study these animals like to that extent that would be so awesome and, uh, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'd have straightforward kind of diagnoses because I will say I was super alarmed to hear that, you know, what I saw was cherry. I turned out to be nothing and that I only needed eye droplets. And now that he went back that it could be something way worse. So it would be awesome if we could get a better understanding on like what pet, what pets are thinking and what their, uh, you know, how their bodies are working and things like that. But with that said, I am looking forward to spending the night with the boys and, and, uh, yeah, I gotta say, I need manager back for the next episode because it's hard to bounce off ideas with just myself. And I am happy to report, I am happy with one thing to report that we have hit over 600 listens. So thank you to all the listeners. And if you can, if you like what you hear, please leave a review or something. And this has been episode Contravant of Lay VOTP.